What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And it's time for our much-needed coffee break. So, last episode, I mentioned that maybe we should kind of go over who we are, why we're doing this. Because, I don't know, Chelsea and I tend to talk as if you guys already know us, but we know there's a lot of new listeners here. So for our catch-up segment for today's episode, we're going to be asking each other some questions. Just so, you know, the new ones, the new ghosties can get to know us. And so let me go ahead and start us off. Chelsea, are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. How did we meet? Um, I'm pretty sure you were bullying me in the first grade. That's like probably how we met. But for sure, it was the first grade that we met. <clears throat> Listen, I don't bully people until we're already friends. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Maybe now. Maybe now, but... Ew. No, always. <laughs> My second question for you. Let's move on quickly from that first question. <laughs> Instant regret. <laughs> I know. Like, Why are you doing this podcast? Because I like spooky shit, and you and I didn't talk for, like, five years. Like, we have this friendship before we started this podcast ghosties where veronica and i like as soon as i moved from california when we were um well i think we were 14 and 15 or something Mm. but uh we would talk like every four months or so and it would only be for like an hour and then like that was it like we wouldn't talk to each other for like a couple months again and every time i would go to california to visit during the summers like it was like you know we i had never left like we were hanging out the entire summer I like to the point where I think your parents and my grandparents were like super annoyed but (laughs) (laughs) like uh, the redhead again yeah (laughs) so like but your parents loved me I was the only one that was allowed to stay the night like I was the first person that was allowed to stay the night oh that's what you think but um no I was the first person (laughs) I was the first no no no, I'm saying that's what you think that my parents liked you Oh, well, obviously they had to because they wouldn't have let me stay the night otherwise. Or they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have let, let you stay. And they yeah. wouldn't have let you stay with Nana and Grampy for like two weeks while they That's went to true. Mexico. So. That's true. Well, they ditched me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, when once we like were out of high school and we were starting to work, like I didn't go to California very often. So it was like I talked to you like three times a year. Mm-hmm. So this podcast just like gives me an excuse to hang out with you even though we live yeah. miles away from each other and we've never been closer which yeah I <laughs> yeah but i i mean i feel like a lot of people will relate to our type of friendship or the, at least the type of friendship we had because even with like other friends that i have we only talk like every so often but when we hang out it's as if like no time has passed and yeah. we're still like our 16 year old selves yeah um which is great I fucking love that like I I it's kind of a friendship I have with Taylor who's been on the podcast um Mm -hmm. before and she lives in Florida so we rarely talk we rarely text but when we do it's like no time has passed you know we're just catching up or we're talking about whatever this and that I have Um, that same friendship with um Z yeah because I think I unfortunately like, very... don't. I hear from her every <laughs> single day. I'm just kidding. The first that. time 
that she was on the podcast. I remember, remember like you were just in the background. You were like here because we just like nonstop were like catching up because we hadn't talked. In, and like, same with you and Taylor. In, like four same or five you. years, yeah. You and Taylor, swear to God, were talking for like thirty minutes, and I was just like <laughs> over here fucking filing my nails or something. <laughs> And, and the best part is, is it was all recorded, so like I had to go through and fucking edit all of that out. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> that was my karma. Um, but what about you? Like, are you, do you have a similar reason, or is yours just like different of like why you're doing this podcast? Yeah. Well, initially, it was to have more reason to talk to you and more opportunity to talk with you and. Um, continue our love for the spooky together you know mm-hmm. um, that I think that was like I remember talking to you about it and I was in the parking lot during my lunch like talking like we should do a podcast and just talk yeah. about this shit yeah because um, it was one of those moments right where we out of the blue you're like hey I was thinking about you like how are you and then we started talking about spooky shit and you, you made a yeah. joke when you were like we should make a podcast about this and then I was like dude I'm down and then it just like became a it reality. actually happened yeah. <laughs> yeah but I also I've always since I can remember I think maybe even I think like after I watched the Blair Witch and like paranormal activity like I knew I enjoyed getting scared and mm-hmm. I knew I enjoyed like ghost hunting and like the true crime stuff didn't come to like in my 20s mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know I love talking about it I now love searching things up and learning about different places um, going to different places and actually doing things and being able to share that not only with you but with the ghosties like it's so exciting you know and hopefully yeah. it gets people to go out there and well at least the people that enjoy this stuff to go out there and and, and do tours or ghost hunt and you know yeah I don't know but that that's my reasoning behind it I have a lot of fun on this podcast I don't think there's an episode that goes by that I don't laugh have a good laugh with you that I'm not saying what the fuck did you just say Chelsea did you really just say that like (laughs) (laughs) you know it happens a lot a lot lot. (laughs) um but yeah I just I, I have a lot of fun I think it's pretty cool to hear people like oh, so I listened to this episode and you guys are talking about that. Like, I don't know, that's just a cool experience. And then that just kind of extends, like, the conversation to more people. Like, oh, shit, not like mm-hmm. now I could talk to you about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so those are my... God, I wish episode one sounded like this. <laughs> um, I like scary stuff. That's why I'm here. <laughs> but we were, like, we were so new. Like, we weren't confident. We, yeah, like... Yeah. It's okay. Like I forgive I'm still us. mad. I'm still mad that that's our most <laughs> listened to episode. I'm not gonna lie. But anyways, my next question for you is what can listeners expect from you on this podcast? Well, like you just said, for sure, um, me admitting a lot of stuff that is mm-hmm. just kind of like, did you really just say that? Risky. And... It's risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, can just expect like raw honesty like i don't fucking hide shit like yeah i don't know you don't sugarcoat stuff either yeah i really don't and that's like a lot of i get called a bitch a lot just because of that but like i'm not gonna sugarcoat things i'm not i'm gonna tell you exactly how i feel and if you don't like it then sorry not sorry yeah like that's just life you're gonna go through life not liking certain things or certain opinions and get over it (laughs) oh i love it (laughs) um so 
you're an amazing author phenomenal author oh shucks you're (laughs) making me blush you're like tell me more (laughs) um what has been your favorite piece of writing that you have done um I wrote this short story it during my graduate courses um because mm-hmm. ghost use for those of you that don't know um I have a master's degree in English and writing and uh I wrote this short story you actually read it and it's called Night Stalker mm-hmm. and I love it yeah eventually I am going to publish it in an anthology um that's in the works right now um but it was it was one of those where it was supposed to be like creepy like stalkerish like obviously it's called night stalker like stalkerish and then like the plot twist did you like the plot twist at the end i enjoyed the entire thing honestly because at the time i was reading um the silent patient and it was like pretty much on the same like subject Mm -hmm. um I know it doesn't sound like it, The Silent Patient, but if you read the book, you'll 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 find out. But um I really I think because of that I enjoyed it even more than I would have originally have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah, I I loved it. Yeah, I that was my favorite just because like I was trying to go for something like spooky, something that like you weren't expecting and kind of like that like sensual kind of feel like feel I don't know how to explain it like exactly. It's very but realistic I, too. Yeah, and like, I felt like I had one mastered of those, it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mastered sure what I was now looking for. over my shoulder like when I'm walking <laughs> alone. You know like fuck. Yeah, but that piece, like, it inspired a change in tone for one of the, the second book that I wrote that's published, um, Obsession. Mm-hmm. When I first wrote that book, I was in high school, and I, I really wanted to capture the stalker and put it into, like, the new version of Obsession for when I published it. And so mm-hmm. that was, like, that piece was my favorite just because it helped inspire, like, an entire different tone and vibe for um, this duology, which the mm-hmm. book, too, isn't out yet. But, yeah. Speaking of, like, since you brought up my books, um, I, I'm super excited. I have another book coming out next week, which by the time this comes out, it'll already be out. But Ooh, that's exciting. Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's done. Like, I've already sent the information to my book, uh, my book cover artist. And so, so as long as everything, because she's sick right now. Like, she got sick after she mm-hmm. took my order. So as long as, like, everything goes according to plan, it'll be this airs. So I am so excited. I'm excited for you. I get, I get really excited when you come out with a new book. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, like, one of those things where it's, I should be like, oh, my God, you fucking have a book. Like, no, it's, like. I've known you for so many years and this has been your passion for so long it's like it makes sense you know it's yeah like, this should be happening type of thing yeah like everybody that knows me is just like fucking finally like yeah <laughs> and it's funny because I because I've had multiple books like I have over 10 books that are already done and just like they've been mm-hmm. sitting there for years and so I'm like I'm trying to rewrite them and get them all published and I don't know if I told you this, but I kind of made like a, I didn't do it on purpose, but in 2022, I had two books come out, right? Mm-hmm. This year for 2023, I have plans for three books. 
next year four i have four books planned and for 2025 i have five planned and i didn't realize that i was doing that like like yeah. 2000 like two i had two books three i have three and i didn't realize that i was doing that and then until somebody was like so in 2026 you're gonna have six books come out and i was like i was like what do you mean and they were like they pointed it out and i'm like holy shit like no i'm gonna stop uh-huh. at five. i'm gonna stop at five <laughs> Go ahead and name drop your first two books that are already out and which you can find on Amazon, guys. Um, the first one is P.S. I Forgive You, and it is not for the faint of heart. If like it's a new genre called journal artism, so if you are easily triggered, like it's not, it's definitely not for you. Let's um, just say after just a couple of pages, I was already crying. <laughs> yeah, everybody that like has read it and they like they've messaged me and they're like, I was in fucking tears at one point or another, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, because everyone's like, it's so raw and it's so relatable, and so yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, but my second book is Obsession, and that's a duology. Book two comes out this December, and I'm just gonna name drop my um, Becoming the Bad Girl is the first book of a trilogy, and it should be out by the time that this comes out. Chelsea Wolf, find her on Amazon. Make sure you purchase <laughs> your books today. Um, and Ghosties, <clears throat> make sure you get yourself a best friend that hyped you up. <laughs> that's yeah. basically that's basically what Veronica just did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so aside from you being an author, what do you do for work? Uh, so a couple of things. Um, I recently just had to, like, I took a year off work technically. I was working from home, but it wasn't making enough and I wanted to let a couple of things done. Um, so I went back to work right now. I am working in the automotive industry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, like, you know, some jobs they don't really like want you to No, tell you're me, good. But... Just say what you can. You're... It was just like a little, like, who are you type of. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a press operator and we, we make the fans for cars. So I, I literally just stand there all day and I trim the fans as they come out of the machines. So that way they don't like cut people. Um, <laughs> But uh, when I was working from home, and technically I'm still doing it, like I just I've slowed down on it. Um, I am a mm-hmm. freelance editor, so I I edit people's books all day, and then I also format for paper book and ebook, which came in handy because now I don't have to pay somebody to format it for me. Just like whenever I want, because like I wasn't working this job when my first book came out, so I didn't know how to paperback format, so I had to pay somebody to do it. Well, now I want to make changes to the book. And I'm like, I have to pay that person to make the changes because they put in all the illustrations already for me. So like that kind of sucks. But like that experience was good. But um, I'm also um, editor in chief for a nonprofit called The Love Story, which is actually what P.S. I Forgive You um, came from is the because they're a nonprofit that focuses on using journaling to help with mental health problems. She's also a mother of two people. Okay. Yeah. How can I forget <laughs> that full-time job? <laughs> yeah. It's like a never-ending thing, which I I don't know if like Mother's Day just passed and I kind of have a funny story for you since you were saying like like I was a mother. Uh-huh. But, but um so uh for context, like I just had exterminators a couple weeks ago. And part of the setup was that I had to get rid of as many clothes in the house as I could. Well, because the chemicals that I had been using before they got here were making my skin like break out. Like I was, I was having a really bad reaction to it. I, uh, I decided to just wash all of the clothes as I was moving them out of the house. 
And so I ended up doing like 18 loads of fucking laundry, right? And I was, because I'm working third shift right now, I was like way too tired to keep up with folding them. So I ended up throwing them in trash bags. And when they were finished, I just threw all of the clothes on the couch. And they're like, they're still here to to this day. Like I, <laughs> there's like 16 loads of unfolded laundry on my couch that I just like, the more I look at it, the more I dread it. But so Izzy's, um, Izzy is my oldest daughter and she's in first grade and her teacher just did a happy mother's day video for all of the mothers she posted online. And it was all of the kids in her class telling why they love their moms. And <laughs> fucking Izzy, she goes, I love my mom because laundry. And, <laughs> and there was a couple moms that commented on it and they were like, they were like to the laundry mom, can you be my mom too? And I was uh, like, uh, I was like, only if you don't mind your laundry sitting on your couch for two weeks. <laughs> they were like, I yeah. feel that. They were like, I feel that. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy just didn't get specific on, on how long it takes you to do the laundry. Yeah, she's, she's just happy that I did it because she's one of those like, she, she just goes with the flow like no matter what it is. And I told her, I was like, look, I was like, all of these clothes are clean. All of your clothes that are missing from your room. I was like, just find something to wear. <laughs> just dig. Just She's dig, like, girl. Okay. Just dig. She's like, okay, no problem, mom. I was like, cool, thanks. <laughs> so my next question for you, it's an important one. Okay. What's, What's so amazing about your co-host? Um, Everything. I don't even know where to start. There's no limit here. So you There's start no wherever limit. you want. <laughs> She's like, keep going. Go in as much detail. Tell me all of yes. the things. Tell um, me everything. I love how we're always there for each other. Like even living so far apart, like we can just call and just talk and rant and get whatever we need to. Like we have the ability to calm each other down. Mm-hmm get really upset and that's an um, that's an amazing thing that I don't take for granted and uh you're you're one of those people like w- there's very few people that I would like drop whatever I'm doing just to talk if you called like, one of mm-hmm. them I love the fact that you like <laughs> you take everybody that you like to suicide bridge like that I find that hilarious no I don't <laughs> if you like them you do yeah if you like I them do. you do yeah. <laughs> So, ghosties, I've said this before, but if Veronica hasn't taken you to Suicide Bridge, she doesn't like you. Yeah, Um, if I'm really comfortable with being myself, (laughs) I will definitely take you to Suicide Bridge just because, like, I don't know, like, I love the spookiness, you know? I Mm -hmm. love the the, the history, and some people find that weird, so, you know. Yeah, Um, and I also love the fact that you're just, like, so chill, and even though you'll be, like, like, some of the things that I say, you'll just be, like, uh you you just said that and you're just like fuck it that's just chelsea though um (laughs) but uh yeah no i just love how like down to earth you are and how chill you are like you're not afraid to tell people like if you don't like them or whatever but like you can most of the time you can get along with just about anybody so my next question i'm a little upset that you didn't say i was funny but my next question um, (laughs) i wasn't done yet but you were just like okay next question whatever (laughs) um why should people listen to our podcast because we're fucking hilarious fuck yeah dude you get you get <laughs> there's high. no other reason you can sip on your wine you can even you can drink listen your to coffee. us sober yeah yeah we're just we're quite a unique pair i would say yeah you don't even have to really like spooky stuff to get enjoyment from listening to us that's true why are you still my friend 
That's my last out. question for you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. Well, those are my questions. Good job, Chelsea. Uh, that's funny. I was just, <laughs> I don't think you were expecting that answer. No. Um, <laughs> so my first question for you, what creeps you out the most? That's a great question. What creeps me out the most? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You can edit this all out. <laughs> My Just edit the dead silence. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a creepy feeling I get or just like a like it bothers me, but like being watched. Okay. You know, being watched or stared at for a long period of time. Like I hate it. I hate hate it yeah can you like sense when people are watching you even if you don't know somebody is sometimes but most of the time my brain is like scrambling through so many thoughts to try to distract myself from the idea of it and I'm just trying to get whatever I'm doing done so I can leave that area but yeah I for the most part I can sense it okay my next question is We've already discussed how I admit a lot on this podcast, right? Because I have no filter. But do you ever have any thoughts that make you go like, what the fuck? Or just make you think like, am I insane for thinking that? Or even like, I went too far with that thought? So the only thing that really pops in my head that's like a highlight from the many things that you have said is when you described how it feels oh, like... we're not talking about me we're not talking about me we're talking about you have oh. you ever had this moment <laughs> Man, <got> scared. Real <laughs> quick. yeah because i knew what you were gonna say <laughs> <laughs> uh... no we're talking about you <laughs> have you oh, ever had those moments i ever had those thoughts yeah not like thoughts like like specifically like the thoughts that I've had but just something that's like made you go like what the fuck did I just really think that or like did like did your brain go too far with that thought you know what I mean no (laughs) I no I I I don't know I don't know I want to say I never really take things too far but then it's like I I you don't have to well really like think i know i and i realized like for example when i when i learned where a certain actor where his favorite like smoothie shop was and i actually like found it and the way i found it like to me it was like fun but then i you know explaining it to someone how i was able to figure it out how you i realized (laughs) you know those are public photos and what you do with that information is all on you um but like that to me it's like fun it's it's hard like I'm not I don't mean no harm you know it's it's just like a fun thing but yeah when I explain it to other people it's like yeah maybe maybe I shouldn't be admitting this that's fucking great I love that I love that for you (laughs) oh my next question have you always followed like your passion or did you do what your parents wanted you to do i did what my parents wanted me to do it sucks i love my parents i respect them but i don't respect the fact that i was kind of maneuvered to uh, a certain direction the thing is is that they do support my dreams but 
they've always kept me um, with a realistic mindset and that I need to make money and pay my bills. And it's mm-hmm. kind of just one of those like things that you get from your like once immigrant parents, you know, who come here to work and to make sure that you have a sustainable life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, like I college like moving out and like going to a college somewhere outside of like my hometown was not um an option Mm -hmm. Um, because to them that's just when you get pregnant and you party and you just like start going downhill with your life um so I feel like I was robbed of that opportunity to study and like do something better with my life but I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of where we like we went like opposite directions Mm -hmm. because like my family's always been supportive but my Mm -hmm. my grandma was like really insistent like you need to go like to medical school because medical degrees are what is going to keep you financially stable and Mm -hmm. she's like don't don't go for English and writing like it's not going to be a stable income being a writer is not you you know like you're not going to be the next Stephen King like overnight and yeah and I was just kind of like it hurt but I was like I'm gonna fucking what I want anyways yeah because like, like I had like I had my medical stuff all planned out like I was gonna go um for surgical tech like I had it all planned out and then I was like no mm-hmm. fuck I'm not gonna be happy so I'm not gonna do it yeah which is another reason why I went to pharmacy school and to become a pharmacy technician because you know when you're in the medical field that's kind of like a safe career mm-hmm. yeah to exactly. have. and I was even talking to one of my customers the other day like you know during COVID in 2020 like so many people were laid off didn't mm-hmm. have a job didn't have an income and although I was stressed as like I don't remember I do not remember my work days during COVID because they were so stressful traumatic in a way yeah um you know and and everything that happened in my personal life as well but I still had that job you know I wasn't gonna get fired I didn't have to worry about it um and I've I've been at the pharmacy now for it's gonna be eight years Mm -hmm. but I still absolutely love and have a passion for singing like I love singing whether I'm I'm not great I'm okay but I love it yes you are and if and if I could be like, if I if my career could be just me singing, you know, that would be fucking amazing. But unfortunately, by the way that I was raised, that's not a realistic thing anymore. It's mm-hmm. more of a, okay, I got to go to work, make my money. But part of me is still holding on to that dream. I don't know if it'll ever go anywhere the slightest bit, but I it's 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 it will forever be my passion and my love. So. Ghosties, for those of you that don't know, Veronica is definitely lying. Um, she is not an okay singer. She is a great singer. And one of my favorite things about, like, our childhood memories, like, this is, like, the best thing about, like, growing up with your best friend for, you know, and staying best friends. I remember in middle school when we used to write songs together. <laughs> like, I, I actually, yeah. a couple of months ago, found some of our songs that we had written no way yeah yeah and I was like oh I remember because like you wanted to be a singer so bad and so we were like yeah. fuck it like let's write songs let's you know let's do it yeah the f- and- I remember like the first time I ever wrote a song 
I think it was like third grade where I wrote my first song and then Mm -hmm. somewhere in high school one of my nephews he went to USC as like a music major like his passion was music as well Mm -hmm. music runs in our blood by the way and I wrote a song and he came over and he like uh like made the music for it and it was like a full complete song I don't Mm -hmm. have it anymore I don't remember how it goes at all but to have that as a memory was is pretty cool and I just I want that to become a reality again whether like I my goal here is not to become famous that's not my goal my goal is just literally to make music and sing yeah and like like, that's how I feel yeah like that's how I feel with writing like I don't want to like you know I don't want to be the next Stephen King or JK Rowling or I just want to publish my books not JK what she's a fucking billionaire girl what do you do with all that money Fucking probably do like she does and donate most of it. You oh, get it all back right. at tax return anyways. <laughs> you know, okay. she's the first She's the first billionaire to go broke because she donated all of her fucking money. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with all that money. I would help people. Like, there's way too many homeless vets that need help. There's too many, you know, women in situations that need help getting out. Like, if I have billions of dollars, like, I would quit my job and I would fucking do that shit all day. I would hope you would quit your job if you were a fucking <laughs> billionaire. Girl, <what> the fuck? <laughs> but, um, no, so, like, um, so, like, with me, like, like, that knows me, is like, oh, like, that's not surprising at all. It wouldn't be surprising to me if you started, like, a YouTube channel and just started, like, like, if you learned to play the guitar again and just started posting your own songs. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. I just don't have the confidence, man. <laughs> yeah. So my next question for you on that sad note. Um, <laughs> could you ever get a tattoo as a joke? It depends on the tattoo, I guess. Okay. Would you ever do like the um, the Russian roulette tattoo that they do? Like you just like pick like uh, like sometimes they have like the gumball machines. Other times you just pick something out of a jar. Oh. Would you uh, ever do one of those? You know what? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> no? Because... All the tattoos I have ha, um, have, like, a meaning behind them, whether it's, like, super important or not. Um, well, I mean, that tattoo would have... But yeah, you would kind of, like... It would have, like, a memory attached to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it, no. it technically would mean something. Like, what if we got drunk and went to Vegas and got random tattoos? All right. Well, I guess. But I would have <laughs> to be really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite quote the tragedy of life isn't that it ends so soon but that we wait so long to begin it god damn that's like my high school quote that's my high school quote and i stand by it (laughs) i don't i don't know if i had a high school quote but i'm kind of scared to look at it if i do so like because like my favorite quotes like right now like i have two one of them is tattooed on me the other like i'm going to get tattooed eventually but mm-hmm. it's uh, it was her chaos that made her beautiful, which is the one that I have tattooed. Oh, I love that. And then the other one that I'm going to get tattooed on my opposite arm um, is she wears her strength and darkness equally well. The girl has always been half goddess, half hell. Ooh, a little yeah. rhyme in there. But what made you like that quote? I just remember like looking stuff up for it. And I don't know. I just... It's true, you know, like the the tragedy of life isn't that it ends so soon, 
but that we wait so long to begin it like so many of us and it's crazy how I did this when I was 18 but like so many of us like just wait so long to like start enjoying life and I guess realizing the true purpose of life you know we spend so much time finding our purpose and going to school and figuring out what we want to do I don't know so my next question is do you ever look at a person and immediately think like we couldn't be friends yes absolutely all the time every day (laughs) every single day every single day I find somebody or a group of people I you know I listen I work in a pharmacy okay I come across a lot of like different types of people there's people that are great super nice super chill there's people that are super loving and caring people who are appreciative people that just like want to go and pick up their prescriptions and head home you know get it Mm -hmm. and then there's like some people that just it's almost like they they make a living out of making your your life miserable in a way Mm -hmm. and like it's not even just customers it's like certain workers random people you you run into when you go to the store or whatever it is like I don't know but yes always always I'm like no I don't like you (laughs) we cannot be friends I like I like kind people I love I love people that I don't know I do have a type but (laughs) yeah and I'm not that picky you know but um what's your type I I, it's definitely people that like are open-minded Mm-hmm. I think just I think that's like my number one open-minded because if you're not open-minded and you're closed-minded one you're not gonna laugh at my jokes I won't like you if you don't laugh at my jokes okay? <laughs> that's your red flag right there <laughs> red flag um I can't like I like I don't know if I can't be myself around you you're probably a closed-minded person because I am a very weird random funny person mm-hmm I'm a good person um and I guess I don't know it just takes a certain type of person to understand me but I don't yeah I don't know if you're a bitch and you're rude I I won't like you I won't like you at all yeah so my last question I came up with it because like I just figured out what mine was what do you think Mm -hmm. your aesthetic is uh it would be like right now I feel like I'm all over the place but I'm like a Chicana who loves old school music more than today's music Spanish Mm -hmm. English young at heart so like colorful me myself I'm not colorful I always wear black and dark clothing but the way I see the world is very colorful so I don't know if that could be part of my aesthetic or describing it but that's kind of hard yeah i'm gonna google what's my aesthetic quiz yeah it took me a while to like kind of figure out what mine was Mm -hmm. and i kind of stumbled upon it on accident Mm -hmm. and mine is uh bohemian goth bohemian that's so specific like i really love like the chill vibes of like the boho look and everything but like Mm -hmm. you i wear all black like i want my house dark like you know like i i like the darker stuff and like if you actually like look up the term like boho goth my entire like everything that I love will just like pop up I mean I guess I could say my username for like my gaming tags said hippie 420 like that says it all I'm sad I'm hippie-ish I'm a stoner like you know yeah like okay so maybe not like sad hippie maybe emo hippie I'm not emo what the (laughs) 
No, no, it's because you wear all the all black. I do, but like, listen, I do wear all black, but if you're in my room, like, I have fucking colorful ass piñatas. I have like 30 Grogu's in here. I have yeah, Marilyn Monroe on my wall. Yeah. I'm not emo. I'm so, I don't know why I'm so offended, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended by that, Chelsea. Listen, we just talked about how I don't give a fuck if people get offended. We all have opinions. <laughs> yeah, I'm just well, kidding. I love you. Her. Whatever. Okay. What about like dark hippie? Does that work? Is that less offensive to you? No, it's very offensive. Is it because I'm Mexican that you're going to call me both? <laughs> get us started on the, on the true crime topic of the week. <laughs> um. So the true crime topic of the week is uh, going to be on the murder of Sylvia Likens. There will be a name in this segment that I cannot pronounce to save my life, so bear <laughs> with me. So this disturbing case takes place in Indianapolis, Indiana in 1965, where police officers found the body of 16-year-old Sylvia Likens laid on a filthy mattress. This case still haunts Indiana even more than 50 years after this took place. Sylvia Likens was born on January 3rd, 1949, and was the third of five children born to carnival workers, Lester Likens and Elizabeth Francis. Sylvia would earn her income by working as a babysitter, running errands, or performing ironing chores for friends and neighbors. Often, it was her mom that she would be running errands for. She has been described as being friendly, confident, and a young girl full of life. By June 1965, Sylvia and Jenny Likens resided with their parents in Indianapolis. On July 3rd, their mother was arrested and subsequently jailed for shoplifting. Shortly thereafter, Lester Likens arranged for his daughters to board with Gertrude Benazowski, Benazowski, the mother of two girls with whom the sisters had recently become acquainted while studying at Arsenal Technical High School. Paula and Stephanie Benes... Oh my god, I'm not even going to say the last name. <laughs> at this time of the sporting agreement, uh, Gertrude assured Lester that she would take care of his daughters until his return as if they were her own children. Gertrude would not keep her word as she began to abuse both the sisters. By mid-August, Gertrude had begun to focus her abuse almost exclusively upon Sylvia, with her primary motivation likely being jealousy of the girl's youth, appearance, respectability, and potential. Fast forward to when her body was discovered, she was covered in more than 150 burns and cuts. It was clear at first that the young girl had starved to death as she was little more than skin and bones. Later, it was found that she died of a brain hemorrhage and malnutrition. Mother of seven, Gertrude, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Lycan's parents had paid uh, Gertrude $20 a week to care for her and her other daughter, Jenny. Instead, they were the the mother i fucking hate her name and i can't say it <laughs> allowed her children to beat lichens and force her to eat feces uh, attorney natty bumpo said a lot of the people have compared this to lord of the flies but that was just a bunch of uncontrolled children in this case they had an adult supervising what they were doing it wasn't children going wild it was children doing what they were told um so for the sake of time, there's so much more gruesome details uh, 
to the murder of Sylvia Likens that I kept out. If you want to hear more, I don't mind bringing this back up for like a part two and getting more into detail. But it's just sad that she died because of jealousy and her and her sister went through a lot of torture for literally nothing. And the thing is, is that the parents, you know, like I mentioned, were paying this lady $20 a week. And sometimes I think like for two weeks, she didn't get the money. And so she beat Jenny and her sister pretty much saying like, um, I took care of you for those two weeks for fucking nothing as mm-hmm. she was beating them. So um, but that's my true crime topic of the week. I feel like it's crazy that you like brought up Indianapolis because I'm going there for Izzy's cheer competition this weekend. Mm-hmm. And and now all I'm going to think about is this true crime topic while I'm there. Yeah, have fun. Have fun, man. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks. <laughs> I will, I'll even go with, I'll go into more detail with you afterwards, but well, I don't know. I don't want to ruin your trip, but yeah. Yeah. Moving on, would you like to get us started on Paranormal Topic of the Week? Yeah. So for this week's Paranormal Topic, um, I was actually able to find a pronunciation for this one. So I'm actually kind of (laughs) excited because I'm not going to be butchering a name for once. (laughs) So um, Himeji Castle has been located in Himeji, Japan for the last several hundred years. It was founded originally in 1333 but then was rebuilt in the early 1600s. It has survived multiple historical disasters, including the bombing of the city in World War II and the Great Hashin Earthquake of 1995. So, like, it's it's pretty, like, significant to the citizens. But before its reconstruction, the building was actually supposed to be just a fort, but was rebuilt as a castle from the son of a samurai and governor of that providence, and then was later changed a few more times by other people until it got to where it is today. The castle has over 80 buildings today, and it was designed to confuse any invaders, which is obvious with the complex navigation in on the inside. There's even a quote from a tour guide that I found, and I'm just paraphrasing, but basically they stated that rather than using hot oil to pour over intruders, they would use boiling water so that they wouldn't stain the plastic work. And I think that that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like <laughs> like not only did they build this fucking building to confuse the shit out of you but they're also like not gonna damage it and they're just gonna pour it like pour hot water instead of oil mm-hmm. which is great so the castle has been featured in several movies including the 1967 james bond movie but it became popular because of its use and inspiration in the horror movie the ring so This was inspired by the tale of a spurned samurai and his unrequited love, which is a famous ghost story of the castle. The warrior, Tassan, I'm not going to say his last name. I'm I'm on a roll here with, like, pronunciations. So Tassan was in love with a servant named Okuku, and she rejected him and came up with a scheme to force her to be with him by stealing one of the valuable golden plates that he was assigned to look after. Mm-hmm. And basically, he told her that he would blame her for stealing it if she did not agree to be with him. So this this would have led her to being tortured and executed. So regardless, his plan didn't work, and he threw her down a well, which is still located outside of the castle and is known as Okuku's Well today. 
Um, her ghost was said to have crawled out all fours to torment the samurai, and he lost his mind. Ooh. Hence the inspiration for the ring, if any of the ghosties listening have watched it. It's said that when she crawled out of the well, she would walk to the mansion of plates, count the plates, and when she only found nine instead of ten, should have been, she would scream unnaturally. This is eventually what caused Tassan to go insane because he refused to put the plate back to spite her and he was thrown out of the castle. That's gross. Yeah. The and- last thing I want to hear is a fucking scream. Right, right. And as well as having to like watch her climb out of the well. Like the entire time I was doing my notes and researching this, I was like, all I could picture was the girl from the ring and I'm like, stop, stop. Dude, the whole reason why I've never seen the <laughs> ring is because just the idea of knowing that this creepy ass <laughs> fucking girl is gonna be crawling out of a well on all fours, like no. Dude, I know, like I'm getting chills, like just thinking about it. Like I, it was so bad. But um, so another version of this same story is that she actually just found a plate missing, counted them. She was then suspended over the well, beaten, lowered into the water until she nearly drowned. And was brought back up to be tortured again. And this continued in a vicious cycle until she was dead. Mm. Um, after her body was thrown in the well. And then the well was covered. Which is also in the Ring movie. Multiple mm-hmm. witnesses say that they see her appear at the well. Rather than crawl out. That she'll count to nine. And then start crying out in anger and fear. Before disappearing again. With this version of the story. It's also like there's a legend saying that. If you catch her counting. And you say ten right after she says nine. It will let her spirit rest for a little while, but she always comes back, which is really sad. There are other versions of the story as well, but they basically, they, they all end with the same thing, like Okuku being tortured, killed, thrown into the well, and her spirit not being able to rest, which is what caused her to become a Yuremi, which is a Japanese ghost that died in a sudden or rash-like circumstance. Other hauntings from this castle... Uh, include that of a demon ghost known by the Japanese as a yokai, which is the name of uh, like a demon ghost for them. But this one goes by the name of, and here's where I'm going to butcher the names, Osaka Bahimi, who lives in the castle tower and avoids humans who she hates. Kind of like us. Yeah. Ghosties, this is why we're friends. Yes, (laughs) we get it. (laughs) Uh, In some of the legends, uh, she takes the form of an old woman, and in others, she takes the form as a woman in her 30s. But both versions, she's seen the ceremonial 12-layered kimono, and she could read human minds and control lesser animal-like yokai. Another legend um, is that of a haunting that's associated with Sakurai Janebi, who was a master carpenter in the construction of the original keep. According to this legend, he was dissatisfied with his construction of the keep, feeling that it leaned a little to the southeast. Eventually, he brought that he climbed to the top of the keep where he jumped to his death with a chisel in his mouth. That's That's an artist for you. This castle is absolutely beautiful, and it gets hundreds of thousands of visitors every year, and that number has like only grown and since like the 1964 uh they call it the show the shower era restoration um when it was when it was complete in 1964 until today it's gotten over 40 million visitors out like over the years wow like it and it's so fucking beautiful dude i would say that there would be pictures on instagram but we've been so bad with that (laughs) 
Listen, like we mentioned last episode, yeah. we've had a lot of adulting to do recently, but yeah, yeah, and we're both exhausted, so sorry, guys. Um, we'll get our shit together eventually. I don't know if you want to keep this on the podcast, but <laughs> as you were talking, I was hearing weird noises at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was my mom. She fucking... the girl from the ring. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> she was what? So underneath my door, she knows I'm recording. So she I guess she was trying not to make noise, but she put a string cheese underneath my door and was like, <laughs> She does not your mom me. trying to make sure you're okay. I know. Eat a snack, sweetie. I just, I, because I was like, oh what the fuck is she? I hope she's not sleeping. And then I hear her walk away. And so I look and there's something at the bottom of my door. And I'm like, what the hell is that? It's a fucking string cheese. <laughs> I love your Don't mind if so I much. do. <laughs> she heard us talking so earlier. Yeah, she heard she Most must have heard us talking. Yeah. Yeah, ghosties. Um, I, I'm cutting it out of the podcast, but Veronica and I stopped to like snack while we were recording. <laughs> so your mom probably heard and like dropped off some snacks. <laughs> I love it. What else can she fit under that door, man? Really some like tamales. I don't know. <laughs> that's so funny it's even funnier because like i was just watching this this video i for some reason really love like mowing transformations when they like make the yard look like really pretty when it's like like like, so there was this guy he was he mowed this lady's lawn and she moved there and she hadn't found a gardener and she was like oh thank you thank you she was hispanic (laughs) and everybody because he was like she brought me some snacks and some food and and made sure I was taken care of. And she goes, everyone in the car Mexican for you, always making sure that yeah. you're taken care of. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a type of mom. Like, I remember back in the day, back in high school, when I would have my, like, kickbacks at my house, and I'd be chugging my four locals. Mm-hmm. Mind you. Well, maybe I shouldn't be admitting this. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. You're having <laughs> one of my moments. <laughs> I know. But I'm stopping myself. Yeah, I don't stop myself. Um, so for the last segment, Ghosties, we're going to be doing a tarot reading for the month ahead, which is going to be for June. And this is a six card reading. Card one is the overall theme of the month. Card two is our energy is our energy currently. Card three is what we should embrace. Card four is what we need to let go of. Card five are the obstacles this month. And card six is the advice and support. Card number one is the overall theme of the month, and this comes through the Four of Wands reversed. Our overall theme is that we are unstable or we have a lack of teamwork around us. So there's going to be a lot of things that are like postponed or canceled, and we're going to feel like neglected and just feel like nothing is working out. And Man, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, it's like June. It's the first month of summer. Bro. I already fit this meaning to like like work. I have plans in June that I don't want to cancel. Mm-hmm. But like, and also like the card also represents like focusing on like your goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that could that could also be something else like you know the the yin to the yang. Whereas you know things might be getting canceled, but this is the time for you to focus on yourself and your goals and celebrate like your achievements and stuff. So card two 
is our energy currently, and this comes through the King of Cups. Why is it so hard for you to say energy? <laughs> Dude, I know, right? You hear it too. Like I'm struggling. And then, and then, and then, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I, I struggled like a couple times saying it, and I'm not sure why. So we're just gonna like, I'm not gonna say it again. But uh, <laughs> no, you're. Fine. I just, it's so funny that you caught that because like I was trying so fucking hard. I caught it the, like the first ten times, but I was like, no, nah, wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Maybe it's because it's like our energy. There we go. Like I said at that time. Anyways, Good job. Yeah. Fuck off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, we are feeling emotionally balanced, calm, and I feel like this is, like, a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a lot of balance in our life right now, and so that's probably why, even if things do get canceled, we want to, like, focus on ourselves and our achievements just to make sure, like, we remind ourselves that we're doing. You're doing great, sweetie. Despite having the balance of our current energy, we are going to be feeling a lot of conflict and separation. And there's going to be this desire to release pain or recover from either heart heartbreak or, you know, just any kind of negative emotion. And so sharing our views and not so much reconciling with like people that have hurt us, but just accepting it and, and admitting to it can lead to like forgiveness and can release that pain and traumatic experience. So we really need to embrace everything that's happened because not accepting the situation is going to just make it worse. And focusing on letting go is going to help us move forward. Tell me why I feel like we've been getting that a lot. Like every month ahead, like we've been getting that. It's important, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that also, the cards can tell us to do something that we may not always listen. Mm -hmm. So the four, the card four is what we need to let go of this month. This comes through the two of swords. We're being torn, but they're in love for our career. um, And we're like caught in the middle of of things so we have to make a decision even if it's a difficult choice but as long as you're analyzing the situation and you're like understanding the issue clearly you just need to let go of the fact that you have to make the hard decisions this month and I feel like that's also very important because sometimes the hard decisions are not easy to make that's why they're hard decisions Mm. so card represents the obstacles that we're going to we're going to want to fulfill a big goal or project but we're not taking all the steps to get there and so that's probably where our obstacle comes from we typically we want to always opt for like the quickest path to achieve something but it won't lead to the outcome that we want so we really need to stop and focus on focus on a new approach and really growing from this opportunity so that way we don't face moving forward mm-hmm. so card six is the advice and support and this comes through the two of wands so this, this card is talking about two choices or two paths or whatever. And so the advice is that we need to either just leave the situation or maybe even travel. And this is gonna this is the time that we need to collaborate with others in order to form great partnerships, whether that's in career or personal life. So it seems like there's a lot of difficult choices coming up this month, but we got to push through and hopefully realize that once we make those hard decisions, uh, good will come from it. A lot of us are not listening to what the cards are saying. We're only hearing what the cards are saying. So keep that in mind and kind of ask yourself, like, what do I need to change? What is the best for me? But that all being said... Ghosties are done with this episode. Oh my god. This is gonna be so hard to edit. Uh, you're fine. <laughs> that all being said, 
Thank you so much for joining us this week, Ghosties. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If so, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. And please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want a tarot card reading, please DM us and we'll choose one lucky person a week. We are your hosts. I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. Have a spooky weekend and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.